Welcome to Have an Opinion, Season 5, Episode Number 2, as promised. We are back to review Clue from Kyle's top 10 favorite movies of all of the time. That and some instant opinions, one that I am going to go out on a limb and guarantee will lead to side discussions so engaging that it might as well have been its own category heading into the show. That's right, you're going to want to stay tuned for this episode of Have an Opinion. And welcome back to Have an Opinion. I am Nick, and there's Kyle. Bam. The burger slide. It wasn't as good as Collinsworth. The slider, but... as some would call it. Ooh, uh, I like that. <laughs> uh, get it, burger? Uh, but yeah, we're back. We're back. I could ask you how you're doing, but we told everyone we were recording these one after the other, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, New beverage. Welcome back water. from our bathroom breaks. Kyle went out and snagged his Mountain Dew... Livewire Orange Mountain Dew, goaded one of one of the better Mountain Dew flavors. Wow! Yeah, they just brought back Pitch Black, the grape one. I don't know if you've had it. I was gonna bring you one, but I know you're not as big of a pop guy. If hey, we run to Sheets or something, I'll buy you one. I bought Dr Pepper last night. That's yeah. I saw you bought that. And I didn't want to be that we, guy who drinks all his own pop. We, <laughs> I want to be a good we, good guest. We will be going to Sheets tonight in hopes of securing oh. Prime. Oh, it is it is locked. from Logan Paul and KSI. Lock that Check in. Check out our last episode to hear the story behind that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're here to review Clue this time. If you haven't watched it, you should probably go do that beforehand. Uh, if not, we'll have it timestamped when we do our instant uh, opinion, and you can enjoy some of the side conversation yeah. that comes up as a result. Yeah, because uh, there will be for this movie and Reservoir Dogs, there will be spoilers. One, they've been out forever, and two, I, there's no way of dancing around a review. Without, you know what I mean? Like for two movies that yeah. are built on mystery and twist ending, there's no way I'm going to be able to tell you what happens without ruining yeah. something. So spoiler alert. Absolutely. Uh, it will be spoiled. And once again, Kyle's going to carry this one. Yeah. Uh, usually I'm carrying these, so. Watching, That's it. Watching my son step up and fill my role, even though he's older than me. Uh, but yeah, Kyle, wow. uh, take it away, my friend. All right. Yeah, I uh, I got my bullet points here. I went right Right along as the movie went, uh, kind of sad, I had texted you this. In both cases, both movies, I started taking notes uh, while I was at work on lunch break, and I was able to chronicle the first probably 15 minutes of each movie just from memory, uh, which is kind of sad. Um, but good in the sense that I was able to enjoy the beginning of the movie without instantly <laughs> writing down what happened, you know. I, and as always, if I leave something out, uh, bring it up. If I gloss over something because I've seen them a hundred times, let me know. I have some uh, side thoughts that I wrote as things were happening. Okay, good. Because uh, I was going to say, I'm inevitably going to either fumble through my words or go way too long without a break, and someone's going to be like, what's going on from the movie? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, we'll be good. All right. We'll be good. And if not, they'll just not watch. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and in both cases, I have some like little like quips and funny uh, trivia and from the movies. That's basically what the extent of my notes are. And I good. I kind of have my general thoughts in my head. I meant to write them out at some point today, but uh, that did not happen. But I think I remember them well enough to, to lead some conversation Roman. afterwards. That's good. Um, I would say so. Uh, we'll start it off. Uh, released in 1985. This is the first movie based off of a board game. Kind of interesting. You know, there, there's been a few to come. More video games. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But still interesting. So, 
Uh, the movie itself is about a uh, dinner party with the guests. The characters from Clue, including uh, Yvette is the maid, Wadsworth the butler, and the cook, only known by the cook. And uh, Mr. Body is a character in the film. I believe in the board game, he's the dead body. Yeah. It's Mr. Body. Um, kind of an interesting play that on words. for a loop at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they say, oh, Mr. Body's here, and you don't know, like, you're assuming he's going to be I assume the he's one that dead. Dead, right. They were all going to realize he was dead. Right. And there's also multiple murder victims in the movie, much different than the board game. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Wadsworth the butler, he arrives first. He's played by Tim Curry, uh, one of his better performances. I love Tim Curry. Um, he checks in with the cook. Uh, there's dogs outside. He feeds them bones. He, he's doing what a butler does. He checks in. He makes sure Yvette is okay. I think she's polishing silverware in the library. Basically, the glasses they'll be drinking, I think it's brandy or cognac out of. Um, cook is in the kitchen, cooking the dinner, the meal, and... Um, from here, the cast arrives one by one. You get introduced to them. Uh, first one is, excuse me, first one is Colonel Mustard. Gosh, I didn't write down the order. I believe it's Colonel Mustard, then Mrs. White, then Miss Peacock, Mr. Green, and then Scarlet and Plum show up together. Mm-hmm. Hope. Her car breaks down. That's right. Her car breaks down, so Plum picks her up. Uh, none of them are acquainted is the word they use in the movie. Basically, none of them know each other. Um, we come to find out that they all somehow earn their living through the government, whether they work there, whether they live there. Um, but obviously these aren't their real names. They're aliases that were given to them on their note. No one knows why they're being, you know, uh, summoned to this place, but they all show up nonetheless. One thing I really liked about this opening scene, call it cliche, but it really gets you like going a bit. Uh, not in the sense the mu- that it's the music's great. It's not in the sense the it's mood. intense. That's the first thing I said. Uh, I say the opening scene's fantastic. The music creepy fits perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a dark stormy night. It's mm-hmm. like I said, it's cliche, but it, it's, the way it accomp- the music accompanies it, right. it's really good. And then there's the shot of the gargoyle uh, yeah. outside. There's the classic lightning strikes behind the house kind of mm-hmm. shot. Uh, does a good job setting the tone of like, ooh, this is a little, little and for uneasy. Clue, yeah, it's perfect for like a creepy board game mm-hmm. yeah, or a murder mystery. That's good. Um, also, my second note was Colonel Mustard kind of looks like a thinner Andy Reid, but that's not something we have to... Uh, ah, Martin Mole. And Wadsworth is hiding something. In parentheses, remember that. Yeah. You're going to see how on to something I was. Oh. Stick around. Oh, that's like you were making a prediction. That was my oh, third okay. note was... Wadsworth is hiding something. Remember that. Okay. Keep that in mind. All right. I, I like that. Uh, another little tidbit I saw. Uh, none of the characters wear the color of their character. That was a little confusing to me at the beginning. Yeah, isn't I that thought funny? that would be a good, especially with how over the top this gets in the comedy department. I thought right. that would be fun if they gave them even a Some... more flamboyant outfit than what you see on little cards and you play the game. Right. No, yeah, it's funny. I think Mrs. Peacock's wearing like orange. Professor Plum is wearing brown. Mr. Green's wearing blue, Wadsworth black, Mrs. Miss Scarlet's green, Colonel Mustard's is like orange or red. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but that was a little tidbit I had seen when I was looking up like trivia for the movie. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting. The other interesting thing, the floor tiles are supposed to be uh, an homage to the board game. And the, the floor tiles in the lobby of the uh, home oh, really? are supposed to be the same as the board game tiles. I didn't that's really how you move. pay attention to that. It's similar. It's not I like holy played cow. The game in a while, but, so I couldn't put that together. But yeah. that's a cool tidbit. Yeah, well, stay tuned for the have an opinion one v one clue board game. Yeah, battle. that'd be 
That'd be uh, a ratings juggernaut. Yeah, that would that would put us over the top. Um, so we find out Mr. Body is the host. They all go in to eat uh, dinner, and there there's some like awkward interactions. Um, when they first arrive, they go to the library to have a drink, and it's like two of the characters look at each other funny. So you kind of get the feeling that they know each other, but they don't know each other. But they've seen each other before; they're acquainted, even though they're not supposed to be. And that kind of leads into really where the movie goes. I like the way that uh, Mrs. Peacock kind of drives this conversation at the beginning. Because uh, we're all dinner. curious, like, what are all these people using aliases for? And she's just talking the whole time, and like, she's fast. she's just talking and accusing and right from the get-go. And mm-hmm. I can proudly say she's the first character that I hope died. Uh, <laughs> at the time, she... that time in the movie, uh, I just thought Mr. Body would be dying. Right. Like board game. But I said, either A, I hope she ends up dead too, or B, I hope she's the killer and gets arrested. Because uh, she came off very strong and not in a good way, in a please get off the screen way. Yeah, uh, of the character, she's probably my least favorite. Very Karen-like to make it a modern day comparison. Yeah, and like in a movie that's a comedy with some really funny scenes, she doesn't have one that sticks out. Like, oh man, that's her scene that's really funny. Whereas like every other character, I could probably give you like that's the funny one they did type thing. Um, but so, yeah, she's talking at dinner. Professor Plum asks her if she uh, is afraid of silence. And it kind of gives away that, one, he's a doctor. And that's how they eventually all start talking about their professions without saying too much. And that they are all from uh, Washington, one way or the other. Mr. Body comes in. He's pretty arrogant, pretty uh, pretty rough. He knows Yvette. They can all tell. We don't really know why just yet. Um, and he kind of he gives the intention that he's not the host. He's like, oh, I received a letter just like everybody else. You know, I'm just here like every, you know, like you guys. And then he says that they should leave. And uh, he, and I could be out of order a little bit here on how this all goes, but he claims like, oh, we should just leave. You know, Wadsworth can't keep us here, type thing. He locks the door, obviously. So you know, Wadsworth says the doors are locked. And the dogs from outside are right. Yeah, Mr. Body tries to leave. Someone in from the windows. Yeah, he goes to run out. He's like, oh, it's just glass. I'll break it. And the dogs are there, so. They all go back to the study, and that's where we find out that Mr. Body is the host. He's blackmailing everybody. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes sense why everyone would agree to just some random dinner party that you've at a creepy house you've never been to. Um, and so this is kind of what drives the entire movie, is that everyone's being blackmailed for a different reason. And they, you know, some of them deny it or whatnot. And they all kind of go through. Wadsworth goes one by one and says why they're being blackmailed. I don't know if you have anything on that, or I'll continue. No, no. I'm, I was just going to say, uh, Professor Plum's a menace. <laughs> he's groped, like, two people already. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what he's being blackmailed for, essentially. He he was inappropriate with a patient. And I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Green says he's gay and will lose his job with the State Department. Yeah. And the way that this group of people reacts... Is like they were like, just told that he has some disease. Like he's a murderer or yeah, something. Like something's look, really wrong with him. They look disgusted and he implies that he's going to lose his job with the State Department right. if they found out. I think and it's that's, just a very big, wow, these were made in different times kind of moment. I, yeah, I, was, I think part of it's supposed to be like the comedy end of it and the other part of it is like, that used to be like a legitimate reason to blackmail someone type yeah. thing. Like, it just, like you said, just totally different time. And it's funny, like, his reason versus, like, Mrs. White is accused of killing her husband. Like, yeah. two totally different <laughs> reasons why they're being blackmailed. 
And um, so uh, Mr. Body basically says his, his plan, he gives everybody their gifts. Uh, and the gifts are obviously the murder weapons, you know, the, the lead pipe, the candlestick, the revolver, the dagger, the rope. Wrench. Candlestick. The wrench, the candlestick. candlestick. Six of them, right? Wrench, candlestick, lead pipe, rope, revolver, dagger. Six? Scarlet, plum, green, white, peacock, mustard. Sounds right to me. Sure. You not, see green not, in there? Yeah. Okay. Green got the pipe. You know the clue weapons. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you who got stick, what, stick but I don't, I, don't, I don't want to embarrass myself too much how much I know the movie. But he basically says, what, we should, what one of you should do, he's going to turn out the lights, here's a weapon for all of you, you all have a motive, one of you should kill Wadsworth, we'll get the key, we'll leave, that way you don't get exposed by Mr. Body to be... Um, for blackmail, basically, mm-hmm. you know, he, I think he says to avoid finding yourself on the front pages is for one of you to kill Wadsworth. He turns off the lights, and a gunshot goes off. Lights get turned back on. I don't know who turns the lights on. Uh, it's not Wadsworth, and the body hit the floor was Mister Body, mm-hmm. which, if you play the board game, you can assume Wadsworth probably isn't the guy that gets killed. <laughs> it's probably Mister Body, um, but nonetheless, gun goes off. Mister Plum got. Excuse me, Professor Plum. He got Thank the gun. You. Yeah. They go, well, which one of you had the gun? He goes, I did, but somebody grabbed it from me in the dark. You know, the gun went off. The bullet stuck in the wall. I don't know why I'm pointing at the wall. Bullet stuck There's in the wall. wall. Yeah. And the bullet grazed Mr. Body's ear. So they're like, oh, well, if the bullet didn't kill him, what did? And he said, maybe he was poisoned. This is like just after Mrs. Peacock takes a sip of something and she starts screaming. Another kind of annoying characteristic of her. She. <laughs> She starts screaming, and it's like, oh, it's really over the top. And a big slap. Yeah, and then Mr. Green just absolutely smacks her across the face, and uh, everybody just stares at him like, that was a bit much. And I, part of the slapstick comedy, obviously, of the movie. Literally. That's probably what I should have opened with. It, it's a comedy movie that's still a murder mystery. There's scenes that are creepy, and there's scenes that are funny, and mm. they, I think they balance it well. I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's got a good uh, tone. I believe that's tone. One of the words. You know, I, I used to know back in English English class. Let me see here where I'm at on my notes. I don't want to leave too, too much out. Gunshot fired. This is where uh, Wadsworth says he was Body's butler, but he left after his wife died and said his wife was also a black male. Right, she was a socialist. And thinks that uh, Body thought that all of the people that were gathered there were un-American for right. them hiding things, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's his reason for blackmailing them. And so Wadsworth actually invited everybody. He wrote the letters. The whole point was to get them together and uh, confront Mr. Body, basically. Mm-hmm. The police, it, he also says uh, it's being t- tape recorded, their conversation from the study, and the, the uh, police will be there in 45 minutes, yeah. something like that. Um, now, I believe just before that happens, they hear Yvette, the maid, scream in the billiards room. Mm-hmm. They run into the billiards room. She goes, she's just basically afraid that there's a murderer in the house. She was only just listening to the conversations, and so she was just mm-hmm. scared to be by herself. So they take her, they all go back to the study, and that's what Wadsworth says, what you just said. Um, and that's basically just important because now they're saying, who else is in the house? Basically, that's their next issue. Well, if none of us killed him, who could have killed him? And then they say, oh, the cook. And they all run, and there's this montage of them running down the hall like in Scooby Doo, which becomes that a thing funny. in the movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. That's where I made the first note of I liked the dry humor, and then I wrote some of the things that made me laugh. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get into that a little later. There are some spoilers in mm-hmm. uh, in that regard, so yeah, I'll I'll refrain. So we pick back up here. They found the cook. They go in. They go into the kitchen. She's not in there. Um, and Mr. It kind of the camera's on Mr. Green. He's towards a cooler. He goes, well, <laughs> she's not here. And then her body flies out <laughs> of the, uh, not flies out. It falls out of the the uh, cooler with a knife with the dagger in her mm-hmm. back. And he catches her, and he immediately screams, "I didn't do it," which is like his thing. He's always the one who's saying, "I didn't do anything." You know, I don't. I know I'm not guilty. It's everybody else I'm worried <laughs> about type thing, which is funny. His character is is good like that. Um, so they take her into the study. And I think that's the one. Is that the one where they're like, why are we taking her to the study? And Wadsworth's like, I'm the butler. I like to keep the kitchen tidy, like just out of nowhere. So they take her back. Mrs. Peacock had the knife um, or the dagger, but she dropped it. Um, I think, I don't know when she dropped it. But the point is, is like, just because this person had the weapon doesn't mean they killed them. That's kind of, you know, when the lights went off and the weapons got swapped around, that's kind of what they're getting at. Um, so now they take the cook back into the study and then Mr. Body's body, it's not there anymore. So then there, he must not be dead. They got to go find him type thing. And I believe, is that when they find him in the bathroom? Yeah. Okay. Mrs. Peacock, uh, goes to the bathroom. That's when, cause Yvette is French. And so, uh, how she words it. She takes the bathroom down the hall and she goes, wee wee, madam. And she goes, no, I just want to powder my nose. (laughs) So she goes to the bathroom. Mr. Body's body is in the bathroom. This time they say he's attacking her because it looks like he kind of lunges out, but it's actually his dead body Mm. that was propped up and he falls into her. And this time he's actually dead. He wasn't dead before. Sorry. I feel feel like I'm talking too much and I I don't don't want to cut you off if you've got... uh, I'll interject when I have to interject. Fair enough. Um, Leave a like for Kyle on the uh, on the YouTube video. <laughs> no, I, you do a very good job with these. I have never done them before, so They're I a mouthful. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. And you're trying to explain a movie, and it's like, should I be explaining it as if somebody's watched it? In which case, you don't want to be too wordy. Yeah, or no, do you, it's, you know, it's a challenge. Um, professionals like us are stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So they take his body back to the study. They kind of get on Professor Plum saying, like, hey, I guess he wasn't dead, even though you were the doctor who said he was dead. And he, you know, he, he's not a forensic expert is what he tells them. Um, and that kind of comes into play later, whether or not he knew he was dead or not type thing. Um, so the next thing they decide to do is, now that there's been two people murdered, uh, is lock up all of the weapons in the cabinet. So they lock them all in this cabinet in the study. Wadsworth puts the key in his pocket, which is where he keeps the keys. Obviously, he's, you know, he's a butler. He's got everything in there. And uh, they kind of, they instantly are like, well, why do you get to keep the key type thing? And he's like, well, because it would, that way I know I'm safe. And then obviously everyone's like, well, we don't know we're safe. So he's got to throw the key away is the solution they come to, I guess, that he should just throw this key out the front door as far as he can, which is fine. So... They open the door and he's about to like rifle this key. And as soon as he opens the door, there's a uh, they call him a motorist. He's basically just a guy whose car crashed and he needs to yeah, use he's a random dude. Right. That becomes his title. That he's <laughs> a regular guy driving a car. They keep calling him the motorist. Yeah. And like as soon as they open the door and he's got his arm like this, the dude like <laughs> ducks for cover because he's about to get hit, which is funny. And um, so yeah, he has to borrow the phone. 
and they're all obviously suspicious at first because there's dead bodies in the house. And um, he's like, yeah, you can come use the phone in the lounge. And the guy walks in. He's like, all right, where is it? And he's like, I don't, I'm trying to quote it without like screwing up the, the quotes. But the, the motorist says, oh, okay, where is it? And Wazer's like, where's what, the body? <laughs> he's like, no, what body? Like, he's like, <laughs> that was a good moment. Yeah, it's I hard, it's hard to one. convey through like quoting it back to you. But uh, the the humor, and it's... It, I, and I not to go off on a tangent. I saw like a video about it where they were trying to like replicate the dialogue and humor from like an old like black and white movie that's very quick and snappy. Mm-hmm. And I think they do it really well because there's a lot of jokes that if you weren't paying attention, you like wouldn't laugh at. Yeah, and it seems that's like every how time I was I'm, at the beginning because I didn't real I didn't know that it was that kind of movie. So I was right, just, yeah, I wasn't it's not prepared. like I, and then as it went on, I was like, oh wait, no, they're they're trying to be goofy. Yeah, but it's not so much that like. Oh, this is like annoying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you got to be paying attention for it, which is cool. I thought. Excuse me. So now he goes into the lounge to make a phone call, and they lock him in there. Obviously, they don't want him to find the body. Then they do throw away the key, and they decide to split up into pairs. That way, uh, they can cover the house, make sure there's no one else in the house, and there's this like whole extended scene of. Sorry, that startled no. me. <laughs> the door. Yes, the doors. Um, Jim Morrison's here. So they split up. Oh, the the scene of like Colonel Mustard saying we should split up, and then every you know Mrs. Peacock freaks out. Like, well, what if the murderers paired up with somebody and they just kill someone? And he's like, ah, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. <laughs> a, a funny funny scene from what you would expect like a military guy to be like. Uh, so they split up. It's what Colonel Mustard, Miss Scarlet are a pair. Wadsworth and Mrs. White, Mister Green and Yvette. And Professor Plum and Miss Peacock. Not that that really matters, but they each take a level of the house. There's like an attic, the second floor, the first floor, the basement. Mm-hmm. Those pairs go. Um, and at some point, and the, there's a secret passageway, which I saw. They're the same as in the board game. Like the study leads yeah, to the kitchen. Yeah, I figured they would be. I didn't look it up to verify that, but I thought that was cool that they. Yeah, and that. I think it's like conservatory to the lounge, which is cool. Um, so Miss Scarlet and Colonel Mustard find the one in the conservatory. They walk into the lounge. They see that the motorist is dead in there. And now they're locked in there because the secret passageway shuts behind them. And obviously he was locked in there so they can't get in. Um, Yvette goes in, grabs the gun out of the cupboard, shoots the door. The door opens. Um, she also shoots the chandelier because she trips the first time, mm-hmm. which... Really, all that comes into play because of that is one, the chandelier shatters, and two, uh, how many bullets are left in the revolver comes into play later in the movie. And so they're like, oh, well, how did you get the revolver? It was locked. You know, they locked all the, the, the weapons. And she's like, no, it was unlocked. And then you go in and everything was opened up. So then it kind of it, it spirals. It'll, yeah, right. Because now the weapons are all available. Somebody stole the key from Wadsworth when they were all huddled together. Um,. And one of the key things in this movie, and I didn't touch on it earlier, and I don't know if you picked up on it. It's something I didn't pick up until I rewatched it. Um, when they all run in to rooms, people aren't all there. And it's supposed to confuse you when you're trying to figure out who did it. Like when Yvette screams and they all run into the billiard room, I, I forget who, but two people aren't there. Oh, really? Yeah, if you look at the group, there's someone not there. I, I kind of 
thought there were points where they weren't all there, but I assumed that I just missed a different shot where you could see them. I didn't really right. put it together as they were trying to tamper with your mind. Right, as to who's... But I thought I did notice that, but again, I didn't put it together as anything other than I missed something. Yeah, they're not there. And then when they go find the cook's dead body, uh, Professor Plum and Miss Peacock aren't there. And then in the next scene, they're there, but like right near the door, as if like maybe they just walked in mm-hmm. type thing. They were at the back of the group. Because this whole theory later in the movie when Wadsworth, uh, he eventually explains how everything happened. He's kind of like the at-home detective almost uh, of the movie. Yeah. Uh, he kind of, he, he mentions that a lot. Like, whoever was at the back of the group could have easily broken off, secret passageway, killed someone, ran back. We would have never known because mm-hmm. we were all screaming about a dead body type thing. Um, holy cow. I feel like I have been going on and on this here. This is impressive because he's just going from memory and then looking back down at his notes and catching yeah, himself well, up. And so I'm I'm dumb. It's like, a career performance. Like this much right here, this is one note. Like did I really think I was just going to sit here and read off of my phone Apparently, to you? I'm taking off the flannel because I'm getting yeah, sweaty. I, uh, I'm probably going to put it right back on because this is an icebox. We'll <laughs> see what happens. Well, that's all right. I'll, true, I'll, true crime makes my blood boil. I'll find my spot here. Oh, that's why. I summed up like the whole last half of the movie in that one. Um, basically, they find the motorist dead. Then a policeman arrives after the motorist is dead. So now they got three dead bodies. The cook, the motorist, Mr. Body. Uh, police guy shows up, police officer. And they're reluctant to let him in. Mr. Green is like very open. He's like, yeah, you know, you can come in. We'll show you everything. Like the group. So like, is everything all right? And, uh, there's like something wrong or something like that. And everyone in the group says, no. And then Mr. Green goes, well, actually, yes. And, he, and so like it's obviously the cop knows something's up. And uh, Mr. Green's argument is that he has nothing to hide. So he's happy to let this cop walk around. And um, so they lock him in the library. He's going to make a phone call as well. Because um, he saw the motorist's car. He decided to check and see what was going on at the house. And he kind of, he's like nervous that they locked him in. He's banging on the door or whatever. They, they kind of talk it. They explain it away. Because yeah. he gets a phone call from J. Edgar Hoover, who at the time was like the head of the FBI. Mm-hmm. So Wadsworth goes and takes the phone call. The cop says, all right, you know, what's going on? Mr. Green shows him around. And they kind of prop up the dead bodies, which is kind of one of the funny Yeah, I realize they move everyone around like they're puppets. It's very funny. Yeah, like Colonel Mustard is dancing with the cook, but like her back is at the curtain so you can't see the knife uh i think mrs white is on the couch with mr body like making out yeah, and she's I like said, moving his arm through her hair to make it look like he's on top of her mrs white is kissing a dead guy which is apparently nothing new for her <laughs> and, you know that's funny that they 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 paired her like that because the whole thing about her character is that she like kills her husband so yeah I that she's that had like multiple dead husbands. she had a dead man making out with her i <laughs> that thought that was funny. a good touch and then the motorist, they just prop him up as if he's drunk and passed out, and the cop buys it. So, I really enjoyed how the cop like put his, I don't remember his face or his hands, but yeah. he would have known if he was breathing or not with how close he gets to him. And oh, he's just yeah, you're like, right. you're gonna get, you're gonna make sure he like has a ride home, right? Yeah, he kind of like waves his hand right there, and it's like if that was a dead guy, he was... his, his chest is also not moving in and out. There's like nothing, obviously, because he's dead. Nothing moving, right? There's no way the cop wouldn't have known. And I was like, oh, he's going to find out. They're just going to knock him out or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and surprisingly, yeah, he doesn't find out. 
Wadsworth gets off the phone. Um, and at the time, he doesn't say why J. Edgar Hoover called. The cop's like, hey, I saw everything. And Wadsworth, like, freaks out. He's like, oh, man, he figured, you know, he knows about the dead bodies. And he's like, oh, it's fine. They're just having a good time. Yeah, he's like, nothing here is illegal. Or, like, he said something. He's like, like nothing incriminating is happening. Yeah, something. he's like, it's a free country. Don't you know that? Yeah. And Wadsworth's like, I didn't know it was that free. Because, yeah. obviously, those people are dead. Uh, and so they lock him back in there. He's going to make his phone call. And Wadsworth, I believe, I think it's Wadsworth. It points out that we haven't finished searching the house, right? Mm-hmm. They were searching the house. It got interrupted by the motors being found dead. Now they have to continue searching. So that's exactly what they do. They all go back to their spots. Um, and then Scarlet and Colonel Mustard find the other secret passageway, which is from the kitchen to the study. Um, and obviously there's no dead bodies at the end of either one of these. It was more or less just they found uh, another one. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, or at some point pretty close here, the power goes out. When the power goes out, we see... I believe we see first Yvette runs downstairs. She goes into the billiards room, and we hear a voice say, did they recognize you? So it's like, okay, she's in cahoots with somebody, with the murderer, you know, someone. Mm. And um, she kind of breaks her French accent. Yeah, she just starts speaking English. Talking normally, which I don't know if like that was American on. English, not right. like pip pip cherry-o, right. like actual English. Yeah, and I don't know well, if I guess on. we're the knockoff English, so I'm sorry. Technically, yeah. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, because then we don't see the murder. Obviously, it's from the POV of the murder, and they like put the noose around her neck and choke her. But then when she says, it's you, as if she's surprised to see who it is, she says it like with a French accent. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that was a trope. I like to think they did that on purpose. Yeah. Either way, Yvette gets killed. Uh, then the cop gets killed with the lead pipe from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I believe... Oh, you know what? The cop... Uh-oh. Well, no, I, I'm stumped. No, okay, so the person, the killer goes in with the lead pipe, cops on the phone. They, like, use the lead pipe to hit the receiver on the phone to hang up the call, and while he's, like, trying to listen to who it is, he gets beat over the head. Then then they turn off the electricity, and then Yvette gets murdered. And then the power, when the power's out, um... The doorbell rings. It's a singing telegram, which until you find out who she is, it is a very, like, why is there a singing telegram yeah. <laughs> at this house? And she gets shot. And the door shuts. Uh, at which point Wadsworth runs down from way upstairs and turns on the electricity. Um, and that basically wraps up that whole <laughs> chunk of the movie to where now you have this ending portion. Mm-hmm. And the reason the ending portion is important here is because there are three different endings of the movie. That is really what it's been building up towards. And in each of the three endings, they begin with him turning on the electricity. Excuse me. And then this is where Wadsworth does the like the thing the movie's probably known for, where he runs through and explains exactly what happened from the moment the movie began until this that, is, that part. The, of the first movie. time it happens is gold. It's it is so funny. It is. Him it is the gold. crap out of Mr. Green, making <laughs> yeah. him like the body double for all the people that get murdered, and he's like, "Please stop!" And he just literally chucks him into the bathroom or whatever room it is. It's it's all really good. Yeah, he, he just grabs it. That bathroom's like this big that he throws him into, and he slams the door. Um, I feel like I forgot something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. 
Sorry. I just wrote thoughts. I didn't write a play-by-play. Yeah, play. I no, was told that's... I was Kirk Herbstreet. You were going to be uh, Chris Fowler in this one. So Chris Fowler. What did I say? Fowler. Fowler. Yeah. That's oh, I thought you said Valor. And I was no, like, oh, I messed it up on the previous Valor episode. Valor here. No. Uh, Chris Valor. We respect Valor. the troops on this show. Roger. No, it's Chris. All right, I'm done. Or is uh, it Chris? <laughs> it's Chris. I said Roger is in like, oh, 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 like oh, Roger, okay. correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. So w- Wadsworth says he knows how it was done. He runs through everything. And uh, and I won't, I-, I didn't write down the specifics here. He he explains all if the we like. explained every specific in this movie, this would be longer than yeah, and it's already probably gone on too long for someone listening that's seen the movie and it's <laughs> like, yeah, we get it. Um, and, he, and the first, so, and this is the big spoiler, in the first ending, Miss Scarlet is the one who killed all of all of the people, and Yvette. Yvette was the one who killed, huh, Yvette killed Mr. Body and I think maybe the cook? Yeah, she killed the cook and, and the Mr. Body, okay, and and acting under orders. That's right, and then Scarlet kills the motorist because of the secret passageway. The cop and the singing telegram girl, and then she killed Yvette, who was her accomplice. Miss Scarlet says she's in the business of getting secrets. Correct. Which is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, and then she like basically is gonna blackmail all of these people. We find out that the motorist was everybody was on her payroll, right? So the cop knew one of the characters, and that's how she got how she was able to blackmail that character. Uh, the motorist was the driver for. Colonel Mustard in the war, she black you know she used him to blackmail Colonel Mustard. Mm-hmm. So it all it, it all makes sense, and they they connected to in all three of the endings. There's not one where it's like oh that one doesn't make any sense, or they stretched that one. You yeah. know what I mean? No, they're all pretty good. So it, it works, and uh, in in all three endings, the commonality is the gun. Mm-hmm. Wadsworth says whoever has the gun is the one who's committed these murders. Miss mm-hmm. Garland pulls it out. And I mentioned earlier about how many bullets are left. He says there's no bullets left in the gun. He says two at the chandelier, one at the wall in the beginning. Oh, gosh. I, I couldn't quote this to save my life, so credit to you if you try. But they just basically keep spitting back and forth the different numbers of bullets yeah. and amounts, and it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Yeah, one, one bullet in the wall when the lights go out, two at the chandelier, two at the lounge door, and one for the singing telegram girl. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's one plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> and then Mrs. Scarlet's like, no, only one bullet at the chandelier. So that's one plus one plus two plus one, not one uh, plus two plus two plus yeah, one. Yeah, that's like a who's on first kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I believe the doorbell rings. That's when the cop shows up. Uh, that's why they got the phone call from J. Edgar Hoover. That's kind of how they play in that phone call. Otherwise, why would J. Edgar Hoover call yeah. random people <laughs> at any time of the day? Um and uh yeah that's about it they eventually do they are you know they arrest her wadsworth gets the pistol and he shoots it and it ends up shooting the, the other chandelier and it turns out there was a bullet left in the gun and then while colonel mustard's trying to put together how many bullets there really were the chandelier falls behind him which is what happened earlier in the movie and it's just the scene of him being startled by a chandelier again which is funny the second uh ending is miss peacock Basically everything I just said, only it was all Mrs. Peacock. Mm -hmm. And there's, what's cool about it is there's scenes from the dinner that you mentioned when she starts talking right away um, that give away why it's her. But what's cool is like that scene wasn't part of Miss Scarlet's reasoning, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's not like one of those like, 
oh, it was actually you that said you liked this meal from dinner, so that means you murdered this time. Like, it's a totally different scene that implicates her mm-hmm. rather than Miss Scarlet, which is cool. Uh, it it makes it realistic that any ending could be the end. Mm-hmm. And the final ending is probably the one I, I choose to think is the best and, like, the one that, if you had to pick one, this should be the one, is that they all killed one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Plum, or Professor Plum, killed the singing telegram girl. That was the patient he had like uh and he had the affair with. the affair with yeah. yeah yep um colonel mustard killed the motorist because it was a driver scarlet killed the cop because he was on her payroll peacock killed the cook because it used to be her cook she used to be her cook uh who killed mr body didn't mr green kill mr body because Wadsworth reveals he was Mr. Body the whole time. Yes. So who kills the butler? Like, Mr. Body from the beginning of the movie. I don't know. I don't know. No, Professor Plum kills him. Mrs. White kills the singing telegram wheel? No, Mrs. White kills Yvette. And Scarlet kills the singing telegram uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Basically, each character kills one person, is the point of all that. And then uh, Mr. Not Mr. Just uh, Wadsworth pulls out the gun. And he says that he killed the singing telegram girl. That's it. So I'm missing somebody. Either way, everybody but Mr. Green killed somebody. And we find out Mr. Green is a police officer. He works for the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover calling was for him, not for Wadsworth. And the other, and like the first ending, Wadsworth is a cop. And this ending, Mr. Green is a cop. He shoots Wadsworth. And I think part of the reason that one's the best, too, is because, and you pointed this out to me the other day when we were talking, uh, the chief runs in, you know, he says who did what, and then he goes for Mr. Body, who was actually Wadsworth. He was the real Mr. Body. Uh, Mr. Green goes, it was me in the hall with a revolver, which is like the classic clue trope. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Took me a lot to get to that. <laughs> to I build up it in to... the hall with the revolver. I'm going to go sleep with my wife. Yes, because and that's they implied he was gay at the beginning, right. So that was really funny. I yes. enjoyed that. Yeah, very funny. Um, and what, a tidbit about the endings: uh, the whole plan was for that to be like a marketing scheme, so that you would go to a movie theater and they were randomly dispersed. So you might go to the theater here where you live. I watch it at home. We meet up and talk about it. And I was like, I can't believe it was Mrs. Peacock. And you go, No, it was Miss Scarlet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that and then you would go back and rewatch the movie. The problem is, is it didn't work. This movie was not really well liked when it came out. It's become a cult classic. Um, so yeah, it didn't end up working. It didn't get people to go back to the theater to watch it because they didn't like it enough to go rewatch it just for the ending. But I don't know, and I don't think any movie has done that since, where it has different endings. They yeah, try it's bold, right? It, different endings that all work. As good as any of them. Especially do. nowadays, because you hear about all the endings online. Maybe that's why. I wish they would try it again. I just don't know how you would do it. A remake. I that might classic, have... classic uh, current Hollywood uh, cop out plan. Yeah. Throw and remake and call it a day. Okay. I told you I was gonna get cold again. You did. Back on goes the flannel. I think I made it ten minutes. That's not bad. I uh, I'm gonna take a quick beverage. It's probably like two sip. minutes actually. Oh my god. Then I have some my instant opinion questions. Wow, this guy's cooking. Uh yeah, I really liked that. What other jokes did I have in here? Oh, Wadsworth says somebody catch her and Mrs. Peacock just falls straight through his arms. Yeah. She uh, doesn't fall forward. I don't I think it might be Colonel Mustard 
someone asks him, is everything all right? And he checks in the room and goes, yep, two corpses. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That one's Very good. good. Uh, the no, there is, no, there isn't bit with Colonel and Wadsworth where they just keep repeating those back to each other. Oh, yeah. Is there somebody in the house? No. No, there is or no, there isn't. That one's good. He goes, yes. When they uh, split up into pairs has some pretty good moments too. I didn't write anything specific right. down, but just some of the quick-witted commentary there is pretty funny. Yeah, the pairs are goofy. Uh, that Mrs. Peacock was a man. <laughs> yeah, that one's we good. always get our man. Mrs. Peacock was a man? No, that was good. I enjoyed this. They slap him as soon as he says it too. Yeah, that's good. All right, time for instant opinion. Yeah. Leave a like for Kyle's first movie description. Oh, boy. Hopefully Reservoir Dogs goes homie, smoother. Homie because... was going off his memory, not the notes, and I respected the grind. There were a couple stumbles. There were. I'm not perfect, so I'm not uh, calling him out, but uh, that was impressive that he did that yeah. much for memory. That's why my graduation speech at uh, college sucked, because I memorized it, and then I'd go back to check my page. And not Just nowhere. remember that, just make sure I said everything I wanted to say, and then I'd be like, uh, where like, am I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear you. Then, like, like I said, I didn't want to, like, block you from talking, but in this one, more than Reservoir Dogs, I feel like there's not a whole lot of, like, yeah, that was good. That was funny. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of, like, what's really going on type mm-hmm. thing. It's a pretty straightforward movie, and it's told linearly, unlike uh, Reservoir uh, Dogs. Linearly. Uh, so what's your, uh, what's your rating here? Five out of, or not five out of ten, ten out of ten rating. Ah, oh, boy, that's tough. I give it a seven. Seven. Give it a seven in. out of ten. Locking in a seven. That's I mean, I, I, that's fair. I like I like the movie a lot. I, I liked it. I was surprised how much critics hated it. I don't know if hate it's the right word, but I. Right. I don't know. Why. I can see some of their reasoning. I didn't really look at any reviews in detail enough. Uh, oh, to, sorry. To <laughs> examine any of the uh, reasons why they hated it. Uh, I know a lot were, of big movies came out around the same time as this movie, which hurt its mm-hmm. popularity. But uh, I, I thought there were a couple parts that dragged. The Wadsworth thing where he's leading everyone around, going, and then we went here, and they were sprinting. It was funny, but it went on a bit too long. It, he and really they did. call him out, the other people in the film with Get him. on with it. Yeah. Get on with it. So they acknowledge in the movie that it goes on too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just got to point where it's like, okay, like, let's let's go. And it's tough, too, because you watch it three times because of the three different mm-hmm. endings. So, And then the three endings, while creative, they went through them somewhat fast, but mm-hmm. not fast enough. Maybe that's a personal preference thing. Yeah. But when the third one started, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we're going to do this again? Because they all start kind of the same, the way they lead into it. Right. And it's a different player doing something, but it's still like the same core I guess well, moments the, in a way. Yeah, and the second like you've already watched two and the second one ends and it goes, but this is what really happened. And then you're like, oh, there's another one. Yeah. And the the Mr. Green ending's fantastic. It's so clever. Yeah. The wordplay is good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But the two before that, it's like I just wasted my time. And I get I get if you listened I don't even remember this this episode of last episode was about glass onion. And uh, last episode. How people were like, Oh, it throws you off and it's a waste of time. Maybe I'm a hypocrite for having this viewpoint, but it's like mm-hmm. It, it went on for too long, and it was sure. it was needless. At least in the Glass Onion, it was like giving us backstory that we could then use to apply right to the rest. This it's just like oh, we're gonna throw you off again by doing these ten minute apiece scenes of yeah. what really happened. But then it turns out that didn't really happen, and it's just like that's fair. This is going on a bit too long. But if those are my two major knocks, that a couple things went on too long, right? That that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, and I think too if. Like if you were a fan of this movie since you were young, or like a like a, the, the cult following of it, 
you would be like, oh, I love the three endings. If you've never seen it before and you're like, well, you don't get it, then yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it does go on a bit. Especially because the Mrs. Peacock one in the middle is probably the worst. So it's like you're already dragging and then... Yeah, that would, the, the Miss Scarlet one's really good. And when yeah. we didn't get into the detail, because again, it would have taken forever to explain it. This person's this, and you wouldn't know if you right. were watching it, because there's just too much. And they explain like who wasn't in the group and yeah. how it played out, and it's like, but oh, wait, that was actually real. The know? Miss Scarlet one's fantastic. I, when yeah. that happened, I was like, wow, that was that was pretty clever. And then it started again, I was like, oh. yeah, <laughs> You're not going to top said, that one. there's going to be a third one, isn't there? And that kind of made me just sour on the whole Mrs. Peacock theory. Yeah. Just because like, there's, there's a third one there's there's gonna be some more yeah but no i i enjoyed it uh top 10 movie of all time i don't know again i haven't seen enough movies to to really adequately say and again you said these are just personal so you're not saying it's the top the fifth best movie ever and it was cool you picked Uh, this one out of the first slate of doing these because like i said this is the most nostalgic one for me so it's probably in terms of like quality maybe the worst movie mm -hmm. but in terms of like personal favorite you admitted that before i watched it even so, yeah, it's just a fun, a fun watch. I figured it was going to be fun and different than whatever else is there. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was funny. Glad you did. Uh, who? Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was say, who's your favorite character? Uh, probably Mr. Green, just because of uh, the really? development we see from him. He's good. He Wadsworth's good, always Mustard's mind. kind of goofy too. Yeah. Just because he's like a pervy coward, and it's just kind of funny <laughs> to watch the things that happen to him happen to him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, no, that's good. I I enjoyed most of them. Like I said, Mrs. Peacock in behind. Probably Mrs. White. They, the there's a couple points with her, but I really didn't feel like there was too much to get invested. No, her and Miss Peacock are definitely the Miss Scarlet's bottom. pretty interesting. Too. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, Professor Plum's got some funny with lines. All the weird men that she's in this house. Wadsworth actually. He's my favorite. Wadsworth, like Wadsworth probably would be my favorite, but I'm talking about people that we see in the actual board game. Mr. Green was probably my favorite. Uh, but Wadsworth, that I can't remember who said the actor was, but that's a fantastic job. Oh, Tim Curry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, definitely one he of his He carried best. that movie on his back. And- that dude has so much like range as an actor. The first It movie they made in the 90s, he plays the clown. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he goes on to play like kids' movie characters. He plays the pirate in like Elmo <laughs> Pirates or something like that. Um, the other question I had was, uh, do you think a remake would be any good they've there have been talks about remaking this um going on for a long time now and i think the idea was to have ryan reynolds be a star of it i don't know what character be good i don't don't like remakes a lot but i feel like this movie would be okay with it because there's not there's not anything concrete you have to do you could make a whole new movie Mm -hmm. with the same idea yeah i uh you'd want to keep it you know six people in a house contained i think you wouldn't want it to be like glass onion or knives out with too much moving around i think you'd want it to be a short funny murder mystery that's not too funny but not too scared you know i'm afraid to get compared to knives out too much now that's true at this point especially because knives out does incorporate some of that little quick-witted comedy not as aggressive as they do it here but i feel like it just get panned as a knockoff from people that don't know clue existed 40 years ago already so yeah no that's it concerns me how that would be received yeah, I think it would. Yeah, it would be tough to to perfectly replicate it. Plus, the three endings. What would you do? Would you have three endings again? Would you? I think you would have to. Yeah, or two I endings. You'd have to least. have something to keep it true to the OG right version of it. But it's it almost stinks that Knives Out came out because like those movies have like 
ensemble cast. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, everybody's in this movie, which is like what Clue was for its time. Mm-hmm. But now you look at Clue and it's like, I could tell you two characters or two actors from that movie. Christopher <laughs> Lloyd is Doc from Back to the Future and Tim Curry. The other people I don't even know. You know what I mean? That's what's tough. No, no, I get what you're going. I get what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah, but that that's it for me. You you can take over oh, the discussion. My instant, instant opinions, opinions now. All right. Yeah, I feel like I have worn out my welcome as far as wow, being a speaker on the I show. Wow, this been talking on a podcast. Get me out of here. I feel I feel bad for the, uh, for the listener. <laughs> I don't really even have an answer for this one, but you're a movie guy. Uh, popular movie that you don't get the hype for. If I did have to answer, I'd say Avatar. We <laughs> talked about it last episode. 3D effects are cool. Storyline, you know, the colonialism kind of thing. Yeah. We've seen that in other movies that I think are better. Right. Uh, that would be my answer. I digress. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would say Avatar for sure. Um, I mean, you can always pick on movies like Twilight, The Hunger Games, movies that are Harry Potter, that are marketed to a specific audience. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not that audience, which I guess that goes for every movie, but like Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. You show that to 100 people, 99 of them are going to be blown away. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're not a Harry Potter fan... Books, maybe movies that are made by into books that are made into movies. You you, you kind of run the risk of having a very niche audience, which is sometimes what that, that's what they're going for. In, in recent memory, though, yeah, I would say Avatar. Uh, visually, it's great, but story wise, acting wise, dialogue, plot, I don't think it's great. I didn't see the new one. I heard it was good. Um, almost three hours. It's a long. I time. mean. Visually, is it going to be that great? It's a long time to sit through a movie that the first one I only liked because of the effects were cool. Right. The, I, I compare that one with... Uh, did you ever watch Gravity? Yes. Did you I watch... That in theaters. I did too. Did you see Interstellar? I have not. So... Sorry. No, that's right. That'll be one we'll have to watch. Uh, gra- to the tab. Gravity, is, it's a disaster movie. She's in space by herself. She has to get out and everything keeps going wrong, which mm-hmm. is just a run-of-the-mill disaster movie. But because it's in space and the effects are so good... Everybody liked it a lot. Well, as soon as Interstellar came out, it's a movie with those great effects, but then an actual plot and story and twist endings and everything like that. And it's that's that's the problem. I feel like if you have the technology to make Avatar and you're making you're spending that much money, you should be putting in a, a better story. But you know what I mean. It doesn't yeah. have to be this run of the mill. It doesn't suck. It's just like it, this kind nothing of theme great. has been done better, in my opinion. Right, and also. I like practical effects a lot, which aren't really a thing anymore. So to go watch a movie that's just all CGI, but I could be wrong. Maybe there's a lot of practical stuff. I don't know. I know they spent a fortune on this one, and they said if they don't make their money back, like they they won't have enough for the next movie. I forget what the quote was from James Cameron, but it was like, we need to make the money back on this one type thing. But, my, yeah. Uh, my other instant opinion. Oh, I'm sorry. Is obviously based off a board game your mount rushmore of board games of board games four who that's tough I'll um give you mine okay you want to piggyback clue I, I know at least three of the four i think uh clue monopoly Steelers monopoly fortnite monopoly no okay uh i would say you threw me right into the blender with that clue monopoly uh code names What's the other big one? Oh, Risk. Risk. I keep forgetting Risk. 
You know, those are mine. I have a love-hate relationship with Risk, only because it's such a fun idea for a game that comes down to luck. Yeah. And I have, there's something against board games that come down to straight luck. That's why I hate, like, Trouble and Trouble. Sorry. Sorry's, you with a group of friends playing Sorry, and you can Sorry and flick their piece across the room, there's nothing better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of the best board game experiences you're going to have. But yeah, at the end of the day, you could just draw the wrong cards and lose. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my other gripe with Monopoly. Despite one Monopoly, if you're playing with a bad group of people, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real bad. The other thing is, the first time around the board, or the first two times around the board of Monopoly, decide the entire game. Mm-hmm. So if you roll 10, 10, 10, 10, and you didn't get a chance to buy anything, you're screwed. Granted, what, I guess at 10, 10, you would go back to jail. But that's you get what I'm luck. saying. <laughs> yeah. So it, that's, my, that's my gripe with Monopoly. Uh, I would say Clue. Guess Who as a board game? I love Guess Who. I've never played. Really? It's like the one with like all the... I know. Like, it, yeah, I definitely know what it is. I just have never, uh, yeah. never had the opportunity. That's a game I could play for like hours. I don't know why. It was something about playing it when I was young. I liked that one. Um, probably Secret Hitler, the board game we, we, we play with our friends probably a lot. Six. Yeah. And, uh... Gosh, Codenames is fun, but... As time's gone on, I've, I've kind of lost my, my love for Codenames. Wow. Not, not that. It's just, it's another one where it's like you just get a really bad luck type. You love it like you used to. No. It's I would say you, it's me. I would say my fourth would be Blockbuster, which is just a movie trivia that's game. That's a good game. You're yeah. a movie guy, too. So yeah, so if you get a good group right of people. And if not, then I'd say Connect Four. <laughs> I think I got some gripe from our friends the other day. We were talking about this. I don't know if you were not on Xbox with us or not, but... I love Connect Four. It's just a fun. I, it's just a fun uh, game. I enjoy that, it. To put it in a top five is pretty aggressive, in my humble opinion. But uh, <laughs> that's fair. Risk Risk would definitely be in the top ten. Monopoly would be. I just <sighs> Risk is so fun until you start rolling the dice, and after thirty six rolls, and you keep losing because you're just bad at rolling dice. You know, I don't know. Oh, too <laughs> luck, too luck driven for me. Hopefully, we're not bad at reviewing. Uh, How long was that? Does it tell an you? Hour. An hour? We're at 54 minutes. So I guess it seems long because we're not changing topics yeah. every 30 minutes. No, the movie you know, reviews are minutes. a beast. Uh, they're very niche audience to do. So uh, hopefully sure. we uh, inspired someone to watch it and then just uh, talk about this and lose our voices and right. for an hour. And the dim lighting makes us tired. So uh, Reservoir hey, Dogs will be better. It. You did the uh, review. I'm proud of you as a friend. Uh, Thank you. Let's give ourselves an 18-hour break now before we talk any longer. Because uh, appreciate that. I can't talk, and I didn't just talk for about 45 of those 55 minutes that we've been <laughs> recording. So maybe you should take a break. Uh, but yeah, have an opinion. We'll be back in two weeks wearing new clothes, reviewing a new movie, Reservoir Dogs. Kyle's favorite Tarantino movie? Kyle's favorite movie. That's right. I will, I will bring my A-game to that review. And maybe... If we find Prime, we'll be drinking that too. Oh, yeah. Don't you dare count on that. It's been Have an Opinion. Don't forget to have an opinion. We'll see you next time.